We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I'm excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's word for just about 15 minutes based on our devotional thought uh, that we released every single morning early, early, just about 3 a.m. And I'm delighted that we can have this time together. Thank you for allowing me to run alongside you on that treadmill. Maybe you're on your way to catch a bus or you're riding in a taxi. Please be safe out there. Or maybe you're already at work and just trying to get your devotional time in before you get into your daily task. In which case, God bless you. Thank you. I'm asking you now, please, to uh, leave an honest review and rating for the program, letting us know what great things God has done for you. And that way, more people can have access. That increases that increases the uh, visibility. And I'm asking you also to direct your web browser to www messagemagazine.com and there you can find access to all that is happening in the social media space the world wide web and message podcast network and also please if you can if you can find a way pray about it if you can find a way to subscribe for a couple of people that you want to witness to or to share a good word with please hit that subscribe button a couple of times and share a couple of subscriptions and that way we can hasten the coming the return of Jesus Christ. All right, let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us an opportunity to open your word yet again. And I'm asking you now to please show us what good leadership is, uh, what it means to receive good counsel, what it is to be guided through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen again. So what we're going to do now is read devotional thought number 79 in our devotional series titled Power. And I'm going to read from 1 Timothy chapter 3. And in a strange turn, I'm going to actually read 13 verses from the net version of the Bible. That's 1 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 13. And let's see what the Bible has to say. This saying is trustworthy. If someone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a good work. The overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, an able teacher, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not contentious, free from the love of money. He must manage his own household well and keep his children in control without losing his dignity. If someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for the church of God? 
He must not be a recent convert or may become arrogant and fall into punishment that the devil will exact. And, it, and you know, that not laying hands on uh, new believers suddenly is so key, but I won't go into that right now. And we must well uh, and must be well thought of, must be well thought of by those outside the faith so that he may not fall into disgrace and be caught by the devil's trap. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not two-faced, not given to excessive drinking, not greedy for gain, holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. And these also must be tested first, and then let them serve as deacons if they are found blameless. Likewise, also, your wives must be dignified, not slanderous, temperate, faithful in every respect. Deacons must be husbands of one wife and good managers of their children and their own households. For those who have served well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Again, from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, the net version of the Bible. Now, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to share a one-liner as our thought for today, but do not wish to risk trivializing today's counsel. Frankly, if I simply said all spiritual leaders in the faith must be real Christians, that would just about cover it. Ironically, I sat on a panel one time where some church leaders said that if we held to the standard of Paul's counsel, we would not have enough leaders to serve. What? Since when has God needed numbers to accomplish his will on earth? Salvation was made possible by count them out. One man, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Gideon's army was whittled down to 300 soldiers. Let me say it a different way. Gideon's army was whittled down to just 300 dedicated soldiers and one nearly frightened man. Only three Hebrew young men stood firm against Nebuchadnezzar's vitriol and command to worship falsely. Need I say more? Notice what Paul did not say anywhere as the Spirit guided him through the job description of spiritual leaders. He never said that anyone being considered for service here should generate their own Holiness. I need you to pay attention to this. He did not say that anyone being considered for service here should generate their own holiness. This is the problem. I think a lot of times people are concerned that if God gave a job description in the Bible, that somehow we are supposed to come up with this power, right, to manifest this perfection. But this is not what it's about. It's about surrender to God. But let me not get too far afield. Let me continue reading here. Truth is, if any of us, whether man or woman, were to aspire to the standards written here, we would fall miserably short of the mark, generate our own rules of righteousness, and then oppress others who do not meet our contrivances. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so if we were to go down through the list and it says, okay, don't be drunk, then we would make up a new standard of drink for not drinking. If it says, uh, do not be greedy for gain, we would make up our own standard for not being greedy for gain. If we were to uh, make up our own standard that has to do with how our spouses are to behave, then we would burden our spouses with our own different little rules 
in order to make them, quote, make them, manufacture them into tidy little uh, porcelain dollies that are to represent whatever that standard is that we made up. But the truth is that the Bible says that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. So put that one side. That's on one side of the extreme. What about, what about the other side? The other side of the extreme is where people just say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was just an ideal. God just said that, but nobody can measure up. And so it's not really that important. Well, the truth is right down the center, right in the middle, where God is the one that gives us the characters. God is the one as we respond to his grace and we surrender our will to him, that we become the leaders that God has called us to be. Huh? Yeah. So that is to say, like if we were to contrive a way, that is to say we would become modern day Pharisees. And uh, that's not good. Yeah. Our thought today is intended to elevate our feeble expectations of our great God and Father in heaven. Did you get that? I'll say it again. Our thought today is intended to elevate our feeble expectations of our great God and Father in heaven. And what does that mean? You know, when we look at the times that we have failed, we have failed miserably. When you look at those times and we have failed miserably, the reality is that uh, it's because we've been looking at ourselves, right? So if I fail and it's because I did not surrender to God, then my expectation of God is lowered if I look at myself as the one who's giving me the power. Did that sound confusing? Well, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for it sounding so confusing. Paul said it this way when he was speaking to one of his churches. He was like, now, who has bewitched you, right? Who has told you or convinced you that having received Christ by faith alone, that suddenly now, in order to continue with him, that suddenly you are supposed to take up the old, the old mantle yourself and then work in your own strength. You receive him by faith and then work in your own strength. Who has bewitched you into believing that? Who has deceived you? And so what does that mean where it comes to leadership? If I'm supposed to be a leader of God's people or a leader in whatever way that God has called me to be a leader, if somehow I have fallen short so many times that I think that there's no way in the world that I can be faithful, it's because I have an eye problem. I'm looking at me too much. The reality is he is the one who was able to keep me from falling. Jesus is. He is the one that can present me faultless before the father with exceeding joy. He's the one that can let me live soberly and godly in this present world. You understand what I'm saying? He is the one that when there is a temptation that I can see that there is no temptation that has taken me, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that I may be able to bear it. And that's the reality for you. Right. So it is meant it is meant to laud the power and victory of Jesus Christ, the king. It is intended to engender thanks for the blessed Holy Spirit who seals power within those who are continually submitted to his control. In our own strength, this list might as well have said that we needed to make ourselves 70 feet tall and leap buildings in a single bound. In our own strength, it would be impossible to live according to God's standards of righteousness, let alone becoming humble and submitted enough to lead God's people. So, so what are we saying then? 
What then? What was the point of this exercise? Let's look at the time now. It's been almost 12 minutes. What is the point of all that we said? And at some point, I was a little bit passionate, right? Consider all that God requires of you. Now, consider the blessing of the power of God unto salvation given to all who believe. Did you get that? Consider the blessing of the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation unto all who believe. Now, do you believe in God to the salvation of your soul? That's a question you need to be answering. You need to answer that for yourself. I need to be answering for myself. If you do, Christ will live his life within you and fulfill all the righteousness of the law in your life until he returns. Take courage in his willingness to give you grace, mercy, and power. Take courage, my friends. Jesus said before he uh, went to his passion, where he was to give his life to save us from our sins. He said to his disciples, uh, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And so the blessing is, the blessing is that we can have courage in Christ. The blessing is we can lay hold of his power in faith in him. We can say, God, you have made the promise that if we need strength, we can ask you for our strength. You promise that we can go and confide in you. You can be our resting place in all generations. You can be our refuge, our fortress. In you, we can trust and then whenever we are called to do anything for your glory, that we can trust you to accomplish it in our lives. We don't have to come up with a way to do it ourselves because every time we attempt to do things on our own, we mess it up. And I'm so thankful, God, that you have given us the opportunity to come into your presence, to receive of your power, to give glory to you. And then, and then when we do anything that even resembles good, then all of the glory goes to where it belongs, right to you. And so thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us, listening friends. And I hope that you will have experienced the power of God in hope that you can become strong leaders in his name. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember what God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.